0: This is Midnight Alchemy with your host, Jason Allen, on the Left
1: Coast Media Network. And now, here's Jason. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy, and I am the dude on the microphone, Jason Allen. Hello there. It is good to be back here and give you another exciting episode. Hey, a little bit later, we got June Lundgren, Demons here, coming on. But first, we need the news dateline yorkshire england ghost hunters terror as everything went wrong during investigation into escaped patient andrew pollard aka the yorkshire ghost guy was forced to give up a paranormal investigation at yulee reservoir rotherham this week before finding himself marooned at the scene a ghost hunter had a night to forget during a solo paranormal investigation when everything went wrong, including a malfunctioning car when he tried to flee. Andrew Pollard, known as the Yorkshire Ghost Guy, recently visited Eulie Reservoir in Rotherham, said to be haunted by the specter of an escaped patient from a nearby asylum in the 1900s. The lore suggests the unknown patient fell from the bridge over an expanse of water and drowned with its ghost said to patrol the area. The reservoir has become an area of interest for those investigating the paranormal, and Andrew visited alone early this week. Bad idea. However, he sensed that something was amiss with the visit, before things later took a bizarre turn. After several attempts to contact something from across the void, he eventually got too creeped out and tried to leave. But there was a hitch. I felt uneasy from the start. I think in hindsight, it's probably a lesson in how fear can get the better of you. I know a couple of fellow paranormal enthusiasts who had been there and they said they'd heard and sounded like someone running through water, a splashing sound. The tale of the escaped mental patient was at the forefront of my mind. When he got back to his usually reliable car, however, he found it had bizarrely died on him and refused to start. Luckily, he had a jump starter power pack in the motor and managed to get it going. With no clue as why, it had previously refused to start. Then he screamed into the night, I want to go home. How profound. I only uploaded the video because afterwards, I found it funny. Not my finest hour. I came across like a cross between Frank Spencer and Scrappy Doo. Oh, damn, I love a good Scrappy reference all right that was the news and so now june lundgren june lundgren is a psychic medium radio tv personality paranormal investigator with ghosts and girls and you know one of my favorites. she's a demon seer an animal communicator and a consultant and an author and let me add just one thing at the end she is an all-around good person hello june Hey there. How are you? Long time no see. <laughs> right. It, it's been a while. So we we got a lot of uh catching up to do tonight here. Yeah. And uh I I think this is going to be one fantastic interview.
2: Yeah. Which should be good. It's always fun with you.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, um, June, let's start at the very beginning in case uh, some people, have, you know, don't know the June Lundgren story. Uh, they've been hiding under a rock or whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's start from the beginning and, and uh, tell us about June Lundgren.
2: Well, I've always since I was born, I've always been able to connect with the other side. I was raised by my maternal grandmother for the first five years, and she taught me everything that she knew and she knew that i could communicate with animals right away because the cats and dogs would all you know be under my crib and and they would be cocking their heads like they were listening to the conversation you know so she knew that mm-hmm. and as i grew older she knew that there was a there was a family um prophecy that said there would be a female child born that would be able to communicate demons in their true form and kill them and my grandmother knew the minute she saw me that that i was the one the prophecy from the 14th century was about so i kind of unfortunately i went to live with my mother my mother after that and it wasn't a good thing because she didn't want me to use my abilities or anything like that so i left for the military when i was 17 And I helped a lot of people when I was in there and I got out and came home. This was all before the advent of, of, uh, the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Interwebs. yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so I've been doing, I've been out of the closet, so to speak, since 1986 when I died and went to the other side and I was riding my motorcycle and some woman ran a red light and trashed me and my bike. So I was clinically dead for two minutes. Mm. And when I was on the other side, Michael, the archangel, was there. and My grandparents were there. And Michael said, you need to understand who and what you are. The reason you're here is to understand. And I just said, you know, it's just me. And he's like, "No, no, no, no. We're not talking about the physical body. We're talking about your soul. He says, your soul belongs to Ariel, the archangel. She's a demon slayer. So your job in this lifetime, as it has been in your others, is to hunt down and kill the demons. And do, by doing that, you help mankind. So yeah. I've been doing that since 86. Yeah, what a solemn
1: uh, and, you know, a lot of weight to put on your shoulders. I mean, when you're told, hey, you know, by, <laughs> by Archangel Michael, you know, you, you need to uh, you have a purpose you need to yeah. You know, uh, yeah i'm like
2: i'm like you couldn't give me some airy fairy stuff man you got to give me the nasty shit <laughs> <laughs> right. come on man and, he, and he's like well that's what ariel is she's a demon slayer so you know your body was created to hold the soul of ariel the archangel yeah and uh, it's like it's like okay you know it's <laughs> like i'm like never even heard of her right so i'm looking online and i'm i'm like the only things you can find about her was that she's one of the five that guard the throne of God.
0: Yeah.
2: And she is, um, her name means Lion of God. And she's a defender of heaven. But what, you know, I well, that's all I could find. But, you know, because I had her within me, but there wasn't that connection to where I interacted with her like on a regular basis. So Michael did what he called the merge so that my soul consciousness, her consciousness, and my physical consciousness were were bound together so that I can hear, I can hear what she hears, see through her eyes, wow. and vice versa. So when I look at the human world, I see energy that is that the everything is created out of. I don't see the physical uh car or the physical person. I see the energy that created it, that's made up of it. Oh, man. So it's, it's quite different. And I always know that a demon's coming sometimes years ahead of time. It's yeah. just a matter of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You just acknowledge that it's coming, that there's something that's going to happen that's huge, mm-hmm. and you move on. Because if you dwell on it, it'll make you crazy. So I don't do that.
1: Um, yeah. Have you ever dealt with possession?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did an exorcism. My first exorcism was kind of interesting. It was on a woman with 11 entities within her. Oh, boy. Major yeah. Ideas, huh? Yeah, well, it's quite a few of them. It's, but it's like, you know, I was on Clyde Lewis's Ground Zero. Yeah. And he did a uh, special on me. And it was called, you know, Demon's Here. It was a four-hour special. And I had like 250 emails one night you know yes. it's like ridiculous and one of them was a woman that said that she you know had was possessed and you know you meet all kinds so it's like okay send me a picture so if you send me a picture I I can connect with the individual know what's there and what's not there yeah. and I'm like oh crap yeah yeah she's she's got them there she's got them there okay let's we got to do this
1: are, so, are, you, are you sure it was verbatim, oh, crap, or maybe something a little stronger?
2: Yeah, it was probably something <laughs> a little stronger, but, yeah. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. As you do the job.
3: Yeah.
2: And God said, you know, you need to have, I have, you know, my friend Aaron Collins, it's a, uh-huh. he's a, a ordained minister. Mm-hmm. And they said, he's, God says, you need to bring him with you. He fears the dark ones, and you cannot serve me and fear the dark ones. Yeah. So basically it was a trial by fire for him. And my friend, Wendy, that's, that was, is a, the other half of like ghosts and girls paranormal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, we, I knocked on the door, opened the door. She opened the door and it wasn't her in control at that time. It was a demon. Her eyes were black and, right. you know, and, and she's like, she told me an Aramaic, get out of here, bitch and slammed the door. <laughs> my friends are looking at me like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I knock on the door again. This time she's in control for the moment. So we went inside and usually it takes me just a few minutes to do a removal, but this one took almost three hours because I got down to the last demon to be removed. And I can look into their mind and find out why they're there, what attracted them and you know, what they've been doing. So I, uh, looked into its mind and I found found that it had been given a job to do by Lucifer, but it just blew him off and didn't bother to do it.
3: So that's it was true. literally
2: in hiding from him. Mm. Man, so I told it, I said, you can go home if you want to. I said, if you're, if you're truly repentant, you can go home, you can go to the light. And it said, you know, I can really go home and I said yes you can I said I'll ask Jesus to come so my friends are standing in front of me and the girls the woman is in a seated in a chair you know in front of me yeah. and there's this huge arm made of pure white light that comes out and with a hand and it come it stretches towards the woman mm-hmm. and the demon And the demon was tempted to take it. But then at the last minute, you know, it retreated back inside of her. And it said, no, I can't go home. I can never go home. You're lying. So Jesus withdrew his hand. And I told the demon, I said, I said, okay. I said, I said, Lucifer, come forth. And what my friends saw was this entity that appeared suddenly at the end of the hall and walked towards us. Mm -hmm. And what they saw was... You know, a uh, uh, black figure in a fedora, double-breasted suit, spats. You know, yeah. And it stopped in front of the woman and and me, and it said, and he, and he said, you know, demon, come out of there. You're coming with me. And the demon's like, no, 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 I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> and Lucifer said, looked at me and said, I know you don't want me to rip the demon out of her. You don't want me to harm the woman. He said, so I will be back for. I will be back for it tonight. Mm-hmm. So he turned around and walked walked down the hallway and disappeared. And so I told her, I said, don't worry about it. I said, he's going to take the last remaining one tonight. And then we left. And all of us woke up in our beds at 3 a.m. and heard Lucifer say it's done. So mm-hmm. I called the woman the next day. And she's like, I've never felt this empty in over 20 years. She says there's absolutely nothing inside of me. I said, please get counseling. You you know you have PTSD from having these things inside of you.
3: Yeah, I bet.
2: but to this day, Aaron and Wendy they they still can't believe it. And then Aaron's like, I've always known that Jesus exists, God exists, and that the devil exists. He says, but literally to see them in the same place at the same time, he says,
0: yeah. he
2: says it just blows my mind. I you have to you have to laugh at what I do because it's dark you know it's like I told him I said but you bet you didn't know you moved I moved in such exalted circles did you <laughs> right get a good laugh out of it because you know yeah. it it is dark and you have to have a sense of humor about it you know right. would, would it be a good thing
1: right I mean I guess if you didn't you would probably go crazy I mean here you are dealing uh, with everything you just you know brought up uh, to believe in and you know read in the book and have faith you know Mm -hmm. but there's a there's a little difference between having faith at a sunday service yeah and the you know the real deal shows up
2: right exactly and and you can't have any doubts in order to do what i do you can't you know you'd have to have a you'd have to have an archangel inside of you yeah b you couldn't have can't have any doubts in what you're doing in the process in god in yourself yeah. Or you'll you're screwed, yeah. you know you 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 can't do it because you'll never get the demon out. Right. And I asked Michael one time. I said, "Why does it take, you know, the Catholic priests so long to remove a demon? Sometimes it takes years." Yeah, and he says because they have doubt. Yeah, and it's because well, yeah. the demon looks into your mind because they can they can pick out you know they can they know what you're afraid of. They know you know, if you have doubts or anything like that, they can't get inside mine, but most people's mind, they get inside. So,
1: yeah. um, Before I met my wife, I was actually in seminary to become a Catholic priest. And Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to uh, talk to an official exorcist of the uh, Vatican. His name was Father Malachi Martin. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, after my, you know, quote, unquote, ordination, I, I was supposed to learn some of that stuff. And you know, obviously, I met my wife, <laughs> and that <laughs> got, a,
2: got a little sidetracked there, All
1: right, yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, very recently, uh, I've been working at it and I just got ordained. Oh, cool! And uh, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do about that because there has just been a urge, uh, I don't know, a nudge
3: mm-hmm.
1: a, or an urge or something. Uh, telling me that, hey, you know, there's a there's a purpose for you. Oh and yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that's I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's been so long since I, you know, sat in a seminary chair. It scared yeah. me a little bit. I'm older, and I, somehow I feel a little weaker, you know, than than the yeah, young yeah. virile twenties, Jason. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: And, yeah.
1: But still, I I feel that sort of it's a, a kind of a
3: tug.
2: It's a calling yeah yes. it's it it's something that's like you know how many people you know you would want to do what i do nobody right. in their right mind <laughs> i mean it's a scary thing for most people right. it's like you know i didn't choose it you know it was all about ariel and and what god's her job for god right so you don't question you just do it
1: you just do it right uh, I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm like Moses when he's asked to go into Egypt. Right? Oh. He's like, How you "Going, man."
2: It's like, it's like, yeah, are you me there? Are you out of your mind?
1: Right. <laughs> but I, I don't know. So I guess it's something to really ponder on and explore.
2: Yeah. And maybe I'll
1: uh, talk to you. You know, off
2: yeah, recording yeah. here
1: a little bit about it more.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's you know, people think that I do some sort of a ceremony or. Or something like that, like they do. Yeah. You know, like the Catholic priests. You know, hell no. I just, right. just full on it, full on uh, face it and just kill it. Right. You're I right, don't. Google. I don't waste no time. People say, "Oh, don't you ever talk to them? I'm like, "Why? They got nothing to say that I want to hear."
3: <laughs> right. You know,
2: really, they don't. It's like you know, nothing I haven't haven't heard before.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it's like I've been doing this a long time.
1: Yeah. Um, when I was talking to Father Malachi, um, I, of course, you know, I had all those millions of questions, you know, oh, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: about it. And he, one of the things that really, I mean, stuck with me even to today was he said, You know, uh, Jason, you know, every time I do this, I feel like I'm losing a little piece of my
2: soul. Yeah, and, if you don't, yeah, and and they do. Have you ever heard of uh, exorcist? that lives a long and happy life without any kind of health issues or anything else. No, because it takes a toll on the body, the mind, and the spirit. I'm lucky enough to have an archangel inside of me. So I don't feel any of that. I don't suffer from any of that. You know, it's just, that's just the way she, like she tells me, like she's told me for time and again, I protect the body.
3: Right. Right. You know? Oh, that's
1: joint uh June. All I gotta say is wow. You know, because okay, I've got him now I've got a billion and twenty-six questions for you. So <laughs> uh so buckle up here. Um, okay. you you explained a little bit about uh what Lucifer looked like. Now is is that his true form or just no. something he decided to show
2: up? No, this no, this is what he projects into the mind of Aaron and Wendy. I see him in his true form he can't hide that from me yeah yeah they're about seven they kind of look like in a way they have a resemblance to an archangel they're seven feet tall have a 12 foot wingspan but that's where the similarities end because they're made of shades of gray and black they have no facial features whatsoever except eyes Mm -hmm. and what would pass for hair would be just like I don't know, like porcupine quill type things, you know, sure. and um, the eyes are what gets you. If you see them as I see them and you look into the eyes, there's every evil in the world and some that you could never imagine. It's a thing that nightmares are made of. <laughs> I've been seeing them this way since I was five. Yeah. So I've gotten used to it. I don't pay no attention,
3: Right. but
2: there's been a couple people that have wanted to see what I see and I can, I can let them see what I see. And Aaron was one of them and he didn't, he didn't like it. Zach Baggins was another one. You know, it's like people just do not want to see what I see because they can't handle seeing them in their true form. Right. Right. And it's, it's not for everyone.
1: Right. No, I mean, it makes perfect sense that you'd have to have an archangel, uh in you because i mean when you come up against that true evil and that yeah. true uh
2: spirit-based entity i mean yeah. it
1: boggles the mind because your mind can't really process in, in real yeah life, right?
2: yeah the human mind is it would just be it would just be too hard for them to grasp i mean right. you know everybody that the people that i've let's see you know there's one more a friend of mine that was a medium yeah. they don't want to see it again they don't ever want to see it again gotcha you know um, it's like it's just the way it is
3: yeah uh,
1: n- another question is uh, is satan and lucifer the same thing or are they two yeah. distinct different entities see
2: that see that each each demon has a light name and a dark name okay. and the, i prefer to call him lucifer that's his light name it means a shining one
3: yeah.
2: i don't call him satan i mean to me that's very disrespectful and very derogatory
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And Satan and I get along fine,
3: right.
2: Lucifer, because I don't I have respect for him. But he has a, a big respect for me because yeah. of Ariel and the Legion of Light. You know, Legion is made up of Michael, Gabriel, Raphael and Ariel. And so, you know, he has that respect. He knows mm-hmm. better because he knows that Ariel could take him out without any, even a second thought. She she wouldn't blink at going down there and taking him out. Right. I I have a friend that lives in um, uh, Glasgow, Scotland, Mm -hmm. and he has the Archangel Hanel within him. And Lucifer and Hanel were best friends before the war between heaven and hell. So he goes periodically and visits Hanel. And he says he has respect for Hanel because he stood up for what he believed in. And he can't fault him for that. But one time he asked him, he says, he asked Lucifer, he says, what do you think of anti-Ariel? He always calls me (laughs) anti-Ariel. And and he says, and his response was, respect the assassin.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Again, describe Michael to me because uh, like the archangels, you know, Michael... uh, and gabriel
2: uh you know that that have been the most known through the yeah yeah they're the ones that form the legion of light and they were they were formed long before the war between heaven and hell and uh michael's it's funny because my friends are always saying michael's got blonde hair and i'm like no he doesn't have blonde hair (laughs) he's again he's seven feet tall you know he has he has ruggedly classical uh features Mm -hmm. he's um of course, there's you know, because he he gives you how he wants you to see him, perceive cool. him, but he's got like long brown hair, it's about shoulder length, and he's got a dry sense of humor, yeah, <laughs> and he just he he believes in keeping the yeah. rules and regs up up there of heaven, right. but he's not above bending the rules from time to time.
3: Yeah.
2: Raphael is a lot like Ariel in the way Ariel is like. Hair trigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'd just as soon kill a demon as look at it sure. or anybody else that, that summons a demon as well.
3: Yeah.
2: So, but uh, Raphael's got black hair and he's more somber. And he's got, he's again, he's not classically handsome, yeah. but he's he's got a face full of character and say, he doesn't say as much. But If he has something to say, you better listen. You know, Gabe, on the other hand, is a is a is a real winner. (laughs) He's a I would I would he's going to hit me for that, but I would say (laughs) he's kind of a ladies' man. You know, a man about town.
3: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Because
2: he's he's a smooth talker, smooth talker, and but he's they all have this affinity for the animals. You know, they love the animals above everything. Yeah. And uh, Ariel, of course, is she's the same. She's seven feet tall. She has uh, dark red hair and it's down past her waist and her eyes are um, a blue-green, brilliant blue-green. Yeah. And she looks fierce. I have a friend that lives in England and her husband had just died, uh, young, 59 years old. And wow. she was in the hospital when he died and yeah. uh, he died suddenly from a heart attack and she spoke to me and said can you bring john here to me you you know can ariel bring him yeah. and so i sent ariel to bring her husband to her in the hospital mm-hmm. and she said she woke up and there they were she said if i didn't know that she was friendly he says she he says she said i would think she looks so fierce and such a warrior that i would be scared but i know differently yeah and she brought she brought ariel brought her husband to her and she could actually feel see and feel her husband wow physically
1: yeah that is something and that's always something that i guess the mainstream people out there uh have such a different view of angels right they always see the cherubs you know in, in that sort of stuff, but I mean, yeah. uh, if you read any part of the Old Testament, there are some, you know. Yeah. Bad,
2: uh, Most of them are fierce. Most yeah. of them are, you know, just don't mess with them, right. especially the archangels, because they don't they don't uh, put up with anything, you know. Right. And right. uh, cherubims, people think of them as like little cupid things, you right? Know? Right. But they kind of they kind of look like that almost, mm-hmm. but it's like having nitroglycerin in a vial. They're very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. You wouldn't think so by looking at them because they look all innocent and cute. But don't <laughs> piss them off, man. You'll be right. sorry. <laughs> sheep and, you know, yeah. and sheep floating. Yeah, uh, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, the uh, um, angelic realm has, has always uh, fascinated with me. Uh I am I of course I you know from what I've read and studied and everything I, there's still a lot of you know fuzzy fuzziness right oh yeah I mean yeah. Paul said it best looking through a glass darkly yeah, you know? yeah. and uh so I'm so in it, uh, interested in not only the angels but the, of course the demons not because I'm a bad that yeah, but just right. out of curiosity but,
2: yeah the thing is that the angelic realm is people think Oh, you know, we're floating around on like clouds and we're playing the harp. No, 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 that's not how it is. Right. You know, you give in, when I went, when I died and went to the other side, I, w- I died when I was a child, a baby, but when I came, but I don't remember that part. But when I came back, when I went over there, it's like the first thing you notice is that there's, I could hear every single soul in existence. Yeah. In the light realm. And above all that, was god and it's you could feel the connection between the soul individual souls and god it's like just it's overall there it's almost overwhelming yeah and you know you feel the love and and the connection and the peace you know but yeah which is kind of different than ariel but you know whatever (laughs) but it's it's something that you can't explain and and because the human mind has to process it and see it as something you know that it can wrap its mind around so you you know each person will probably see it a little bit differently but what i saw was just like a cloud bank and then michael was there and you know he opened i told him i said okay if if this is before he told me who i was i asked him i said well heaven exists what about hell and he walked over and he and he and he a piece of the cloud floor opened and there was this black pit. There were horrible screams coming out of it. People, you know, it looked like they were trying to reach up and ask for help. And then he closed it. I said, Okay, I get it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It exists too. There we go. Right. Oh but once once he says, You have to understand about who you are. So he touched my forehead and I re I turned into her and relived all of these 130 lives wow. that I lived before this. Wow. Back to the original life. Yeah. She was sent back to live physical world lives because basically she had no compassion for mankind. She had mm-hmm. no care, no compassion in 1198 AD. She was, you know, a woman cried out for help to God mm-hmm. because of a demon. And God sent Ariel down. Ariel get, gets there and, you know, she knows this woman summoned the demon. I mean, you know, come on. So yes. she she says, you know, she told the woman, you seek help from us when you're the one who summoned the demon. And then she went, reached into her and she ripped the demon out of her. Well, when she did that, the body died, the physical body died mm-hmm. and the soul was released. Yeah. But God was mad because this wasn't first time this happened. And he says, you have no compassion for mankind. You have no love for mankind. He says, you've been up here too long. So he says, you will go back and you will live lives, physical world lives until you learn to have compassion. Well, you know, she's pretty stubborn. This is life number 131. So, you know, yeah. I think she's a bit on the stubborn side, but yeah. she's finally learned. And it's what, it's what God said. He says, this is your last lifetime. He says, "You, I want you to put all of the knowledge that you've accumulated in all of these lifetimes, as well as from, you know, heaven and hell. And I want you to put them in a volume of books so that people can read about it. People can understand it better.
3: Right. Yeah. So
2: the first one came out last March, Demons Here: The Awakening. Oh, that was the first one. There's going to be eight volumes, but that was the first one. Mm hmm and uh the next one's about you know heaven and how it people think have this misconception that you know i hear people time and again say well you know michael knows how i feel or gabriel knows how i feel I'm like no they don't i said they know the concept of love they know the concept of pain of you know anger depression i said but they haven't Had a physical body in billions of years. I said, You have to think, stop and think about that. You know, it's a long time since they've been physical. And that's why they count on Ariel, because every time she returns, she basically lets them see what she has experienced and felt in the physical world so that they can, she connects with them so that they can understand mankind more.
1: Right. I mean, wasn't that what the war in, in uh, heaven was about? I mean, not no. wanting to bow down a human, no compassion, you know, no feeling for him. You know, these people are, you know, how dare you? These people are obsolete. Look, we're, a, you know.
2: And- no, the, what started the, you know, even the Catholic Church don't know what started the war between heaven and hell. And yeah. I told him, I said, I tell people it's quite simple, really. I mean, Lucifer and his followers were of the light at one time. And they traveled. We all had physical bodies on another planet and another galaxy. I'm going to say Star Wars far, far away. And we, God found us and he helped us evolve. He helped us to get rid of war and famine and disease. And our whole pursuit was in the pursuit of knowledge. And so we all evolved until we all became pure energy. And we traveled as a group and saw everything there was to see you know we saw stars being created we saw planets burn out supernovas you know Mm -hmm. and and, you know different uh you know beings being created and you know and all these different planets with all these sentient beings on it yeah and then one day you know the group said you know you know we're kind of tired of this we've seen everything we can see we've You know, we've done everything we can do. So We'd like to have physical bodies again. And I would say about 80% of the souls said, yeah, you know, that we would want. We want to have no physical love again. We want to have children. You know, we want to do this. And Lucifer and his followers said, no way. Uh -uh. It's not happening. We do not want to be subject to a physical shell, to pain and disease growing old. You know, so that's what started the war. It gave him the perfect excuse to raise up against God and, and the Legion. But the thing is, God knew about it. long. He knew it was just a matter of time,
3: yeah.
2: not if, but when he would do it. So that's why he created the Legion of Light and the warrior angels so that when it happened, you know, he would be ready. And he was. And Michael disarmed Lucifer. And Errol disarmed his son. And God said, you can't live among us anymore. He said, you, you, you can't be in the light. Yeah. So he opened up a rift into a dark room. And he put him in there and said, this is where you'll exist from now on. This is your kingdom. And so they've existed there for a long time. But they can never return to the light on their own. You know, just, they just can't do it. But, you know, that gives, but they've figured out ways to get into the physical world. Yeah, and and they do it quite easily, especially right. when humans, you know, uh, summon them and yeah. do things to bring them in.
1: That's uh, yeah. Uh, I this blows my mind. I love it because I, you know, I, I got, again, I get billions of questions, and you know, one of the things when I talked with another thing I talked with Father Malachi was about, you know, of course I hey, what's hell like? What's this? You know, what's yeah, like? and. He, he really kind of blew my mind a little bit because he was like, People think that it's just like an end, endless fire pit and everything like that. And he's like, Hell is the total absence of God.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. In one way, yes. Yeah. It is a total absence of God in one way only. Because when God said, When God put them all into this dark realm of existence, yeah. Azure said, Listen, you know, what if there is what's there what if there's one that wants to repent and wants to come home you know how will we ever know if we don't if there's not somebody there to to wait for it you know yeah. Yeah. so god had given him the god had given him the okay to reside in the dark realm and and i i would say he's had maybe about a hundred takers over the billions of years that he's been there hmm. but you know he, it's like he said Ezrael said told me one time he says even if there's only one at least it's one that we save yeah you know he says it makes it all worth it yeah so really god does have a presence there it's just that uh l you know lucifer he he resides over everything he has a second third and fourth in command Mm -hmm. the old demons are the ones that basically are the hierarchy they're the most powerful and the smartest ones and then you get your lesser demons who are like hormonal teenagers on steroids. <laughs> they're the ones you're going to find in the physical world because, mm. you know, they're all about creating chaos, causing yeah. pain, causing destruction. And so they're the ones you're most likely to find down here in the physical world, besides mm. the little, little creepy crawlies. They used to be called imps. I like creepy crawlies better. Gotcha. Yeah. And then there are the harpies. hmm would, and then there are the shadow people, you know. All these, yeah. and the, you know, and then there's the watchers. Right. The watchers are are neutral. Well, they're supposed to be neutral. I've come across a couple that weren't, gotcha. but for the most part, they're neutral. They just observe. Yeah. They're all about that, you know. Yeah. But it's just you have to take it with it. We're not worth their time and effort for the old ones to come into the physical world, unless they're given an assignment by Lucifer. If they're given an assignment by Lucifer, that's a whole different situation. They'll go, but otherwise, they they won't they won't bother.
1: Oh man, excellent. Hey, how tough is it to get into heaven? You know, I, obviously there's <laughs> a hell. Uh, but uh, especially nowadays with all the distractions, all Mm -hmm. the secularism, right. That just uh, don't believe, or they turn themselves agnostic. Like, I don't know. And I've always, you know, I've always continued, you can't be hot or cold, man.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, the thing is too, it's like agnostic just, it means you believe in a higher power, but you don't give it a name. My, my husband's actually agnostic. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But you know, he says, yeah, my son asked him one time, he said, well, you know, what do you think of the work mom does? You know, because he says, I know you don't believe like mom does. And he says, I believe in the work your mom does because I've seen the good it does. He says, and I will back your mom in everything mm-hmm. because I believe in her. Yeah. Whether I believe it or not, she believes it and I've seen the good it does. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it just depends upon the individual. Yeah. But you know, it's not, it's not a trick, you know, man-made sin. God didn't make it. You know, it's like God, it's, it's man's way of putting a square peg in a round hole and cramming it in there. You know, it's like God said, you know, people, he said to me one time, we're having a nice conversation. He says, you know, people yell at me. People say, you know, how come you're punishing me? How come you're making this happen or that happen? He says, he says, let me tell you. He says, I don't have to do anything. You guys are pretty good at screwing up your own lives.
1: (laughs) Ain't that true.
2: And I said, yeah, come to think of it, I think you're absolutely right.
1: Right. Yeah. He says, I don't
2: have to do anything at all.
1: Right. And and really, if people, people just stopped and really thought about it instead of putting on blinders, I mean, God, by definition, cannot do anything ungodly
2: yeah he's he and it's like people say you know these catholic churches to say oh if you commit suicide you're going to condemn your soul to hell yeah and you have to stop and think about it even logically you think what kind of a loving forgiving god yeah. would condemn you to hell for right. being in such pain whether it be physical emotional mental mm-hmm. that you take your own life i mean right. really and stop and think about it does that make any sense no
1: No, not at all. Especially, you know, in the middle ages, they also, you know, if you're, if you're a baby and you weren't baptized, you're going, you know, and that, that is just total nonsense.
2: Yeah. And it's like, people think, you know, like if they have a stillborn baby or something like that, or the baby dies right after birth, they're like, you know, what did I do to deserve this? What did, you know, what could I have done differently? But the people don't understand that some souls come in to experience the creation process. Some okay. souls come in to create, to experience the birthing process and then leave. It's not what you did or didn't do. It's what the soul has contracted to experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's if people would understand that, right. then they would say, oh, okay, so this soul just wanted to come in and experience the creation process. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You know, and this one wanted to come in and go through the birthing process and then leave. Yeah. I learned long, long ago to, to deal with that. Right. So there is
1: what they classically call reincarnation.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't, people always, people, I think it's funny that people think you go around one time and you never come back again.
3: It's (laughs) like, no, no, no,
2: that don't happen. No, I'm sorry, but that don't happen. You come back a time. And again, if you want to, God does not make you come back. It's up to the individual soul. It's free will. If the soul says, yeah, well, maybe I'll go back and become a ballerina, you know, (laughs) and I'll, and I've never died of cancer. So I want to experience cancer while I'm down there and die from it.
1: Right.
0: You know,
2: it's three things. There's certain things that are set in stone. The time you come in, the time you leave and the method in which you leave. The rest is left up to free will.
1: Right. And, uh, I, you know, the old classic question, that, you know, some people said to me, Jason, you know, how can how can God be a loving God and uh, allow, you know, the suffering? You yeah. know, that old question and stuff.
3: I? Right. And
1: I, I said, listen, yeah, suffering sucks. Right. Well, yeah, let's right. be honest with you. Pain yeah. sucks. But yeah. I mean, to me, it's the full experience of humanity, the exactly. good, the bad and everything you know
2: yeah yeah it's like i tell people and they come to me for a reading said if you only want to hear the good stuff don't come to me because i'm going to tell you the good the bad and the ugly right you know because if i'm given information that will help you that's bad that will help you like turn you know turn the corner or or you know turn into a different direction a better direction and they give me this information i'm gonna give it to you why should i not you know i wouldn't be doing my job if i didn't give it to you
1: right um What is Jesus like? Because, you know, (laughs) everyone's own figment of of what Jesus is. Because, you know, us humans, we love to put things in a box, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. But, But, you know, how Jesus
2: is cool. His energy is very, very loving, but very wise. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: He doesn't suffer fools gladly. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like, he understands that there are times when um, you have to bend the rules. And, you know, he's he, that's what he likes about Michael is Michael will keep the rules. But there are times when it warrants bending the rules a bit, right. you know, and he doesn't say, no, 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 you can't do that, you right. know, because he knows Michael's judgment. If Michael, you know, determines that this is what needs to be done, yeah. he, he basically him and him and God, they give they give the Legion of Light basically full power. To mm-hmm. do what they want to do in the way that they dispense justice,
3: sure,
2: and to have they're all they train every single warrior angel, so they've trained them all, and there are billions of warrior angels. Yeah, and there are over three hundred thousand of them in the world today in physical form.
3: Wow! It yeah,
2: was- and there are there are seven archangels in the world today. I being one, I have been one of them. My friend Haino, but I also know where the the rest are. I've met the rest, and I've my job was in meeting them in, in connecting with them is to tell them what they are yeah. and what their what their job is in this world.
3: That's incredible. He, he uh,
2: Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. What did he look like uh, in the flesh? In the flesh, he yeah. was about five foot nine. He was. He had like. Um, not he had dark brown hair. It wasn't black. It was dark brown.
3: Mm-hmm. He
2: had um brown eyes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He had kind of a lighter olive complexion.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, he was is he was very lean. You know, he was not heavy, he was like wiry, like somebody would describe somebody as being wiry. Right. That's that's how he showed himself to me. One of his pet peeves is he says, I don't understand why humans focus on how I died. He says, ah. that's not what I want. He says, I want people to focus on how I lived and what I taught, not my death. Right. My death was inevitable, he says. I knew very few angels that incarnate um, know who and what they are. Sure. It's It usually comes to them later. But I was born knowing what I was, but and Jesus was born knowing what he was, who he was, and his death
3: right. i mean
2: i I know when I'm gonna die, and I know what how I'm gonna die so i have I don't have any fear of dying, yeah. but it's you know it's very rare do you get that, but see, he knew he had that innate knowledge, this is what I'm here for, this is my job, this is how it's going to end,
1: right, yeah, excellent um is g uh i'm I'm throwing a lot of these heavy questions out (laughs) and i'm sorry uh, you know
2: no uh, it's okay
3: um
1: is jesus the son of god
3: he is excellent yes excellent yeah uh
1: i i I, i've been debating what you've been talking i've been debating whether i want to ask a certain question because I Uh oh I don't I don't want to offend uh a certain uh type of people you know in their belief systems and, and right, that, right. Ma- mainly is islam.
3: Yeah.
1: Be- because their main uh you know Muhammad uh was connected with uh Gabriel.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: that, and that's usually you know who is mentioned in the Quran. Uh is is there? um I don't know
2: the Jesus was religion. reincarnated as Buddha. Jesus was reincarnated as uh, their prophet Muhammad, oh, as excellent. well.
3: Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So
2: that's that's there you go. Yeah, that makes
1: total sense. Because you know, I've read the Quran a couple times, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I you know always wanted because everyone's always fighting each other. You know, uh,
2: yeah, and people uh, just learn that it's like you know, just as long as you believe in God, what does it matter? Right. You know, you believe in the higher power. You know, you, you don't have to give it a name. I mean, it's it's the, the God consciousness, the greater consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Right. Everybody has a different name for it. But, you know, I've I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I'm good with that. You know, I'm like, okay, if you could see what I see, you would understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like when uh, God's talking to Moses, right? And, he's, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use just uh later day uh vocabulary is, so, so god comes down to moses hey moses you know hey i need you to go into egypt you know and then you know of course he i don't want to do that i don't want do to no, right. no, no exactly no, yeah that, you know? yeah so uh moses asks a very interesting question who should i who should i say has sent me right because i I, I don't know your name and, and you know who should I say and I am that I am right and that's the coolest response, because how can how can uh, finite uh, really know the, the infinite? Right. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. do you say? Of course, you say I am. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and even even to this day, if you asked him, he says, I am that I am. Yeah. I mean, we have long talks and and I'm like, you know, when I first started talking to him, you know, when I was a kid, it's like, sure. you know, what's your name? you know you're a kid you're like what's your name
3: yeah right
2: yeah and he's like i am that i am
3: yeah
2: and and i told my grandma i said i said grandma i said god's name is i am (laughs) grandma's like yeah that sounds about right (laughs) yeah
1: yeah what an interesting thing to be a part of a line uh that goes back that you know you were born and you were you know made for a purpose yeah yeah uh how how have you been able to you know first of all (laughs) that weight on your shoulders because i mean most people would you know like oh boy i don't know if i can do this you know
2: it's like it's it's because michael did the merge it made it it made it as common as as an everyday thing gotcha I, i don't i don't question it i don't i don't Complain about? Oh, once in a while I complain. Right. But you know, for the most part, I don't complain about it. I just do the work. Put your head down, do the work. Right. Get it done, and then you have the satisfaction of helping these people.
1: Yeah. Um. Now we've talked about, of course, Lucifer, and we've talked about Jesus. Uh, let's talk about the big guy
2: for a minute. Oh yeah. Um, that's, why, that's why I call him the big guy. The big guy. Yeah. Uh, to see him is to because i've seen him it's like pure energy it's so if you were a human and you were looking at him you couldn't look at him the brilliance is so it's so overwhelming it's so bright it'd be like looking into you know a million uh, lasers and it's just it's just that way but when i travel to the other side See, Ariel exists in a different dimension. And that's how when I'm killing a demon,
3: mm.
2: I go to that dimension mm. and I go with her and become her in that dimension. So it enables me to see, hear and feel everything that goes on between her and the demon and when she kills it. Right. And so when I talk to God, it's the same way. I am her and she is me. So my consciousness goes with her. And we have long conversations with God. There is a place called no man's land up Mm -hmm. there. That's what I call it. No man's land. It's a place where you can go and it's like a neutral ground. Mm -hmm. So whenever I've had to speak with Lucifer outside of the usual, um, I can basically just pull him from wherever he is into no man's land and he can't he can't stop it and and talk to him you know like you're screwing up you know you're you've got to do something about your second in command or whatever you know and if you don't do it I'll i'll come down and do it so you know we have these meet we have these go to go to come to god meetings so to speak you know
1: Right. What everyone calls, you know, the come to Jesus. But this, yeah, this the yeah. Come to the big guy meeting.
2: Come to the big guy meeting. And, uh, and he, he knows everything that's going on. Sure. It's just that it'd be like you knowing everything in the house that goes on, mm. but you don't have, but you don't see it in detail. Right. You know, you know what's happening, but you don't see it in stark detail.
3: Right. Right. You
2: get the impression of, well, this is happening or that's happening.
3: Right.
2: Rather than being able to see the exact uh instance or whatever, you know, detail. I eat a mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever, you know, and have a glass of milk, you know. He knows that you, you had something to eat and that's it. You know. So you don't he don't need to see anything else. You know, people that people don't understand that he he does know what's going on, but the thing is he has eyes and ears everywhere and oh, yeah. it's not it's not that he's like watching you 24/7 no 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 the angels the they're uh, warrior angels and the, what i call the common angels mm-hmm. and they keep track of things they keep track of the light workers they monitor them if they need help they will get them help that sort of thing absolutely
1: yeah so if the just the way I guess I'm going to term common angels, you know, uh, but and God's not watching. What what's God doing?
2: He's he's oversees it all, and uh, he's keeping. Some of it is we've had a long talk about the earth and the dark ones. And uh, a couple of years ago, about three years ago, he says, you know, he says over the next ten years, he says I'm taking the earth back. He says the dark ones have had it for too long. He says, it's time to take it back Yeah, and you're going to help me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm one person here. I'm working <laughs> on it and I'm working on it. But he's like, no, no, no. He's like, there's, you know, the whole, all of the archangels. Why do you think he sent down over 300,000 of the warrior angels into physical form? Yeah. They are here to do the job. They're here to do the work. They are the light workers. Oh, man. So, uh, and there are over three million of of warrior angels and spirit walking mm. the earth.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that 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 would blow uh, people's minds, you know. But yeah. I'm, I'm 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 really glad you brought that up because you know the more information, the more information, the better. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. People need to understand that he does hear you. Yeah. He does care. It's yeah. like just because you can't see what he's doing doesn't mean he's not doing it. Right. And, you know, you, I mean, I've, in the last couple of years, I've helped over 3000 warrior angels understand who and what they are and, you know, give them their angelic name because it's only given once yeah, and put, set them on the track of the track that they're supposed to be on. Oh, if they're not already on it.
1: Right. Hey,
2: June, how accurate is the Bible? I mean. I, 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 th- I thought it was funny. It's like. It's, you know it'd be like you writing a book
3: yeah.
2: about your twenty year when you were twenty years old and you're ninety right. okay yeah. you know I mean you know the the books were written after the fact after Jesus left, sure. you know so they're doing it from memory, you know they're trying to get it down from memory mm-hmm. and I asked God about it one time he says, you know and Jesus as well i said what what's up with the Bible I said, you know a lot of people take it as You know, this is the end all be all. And this is the way it's going to the letter of the law, so to speak. And and God and Jesus both say that's not what it was meant for.
0: Mm. It
2: was meant for as a guideline to help man to understand. He says you have the Old Testament. It was created for the people of that time. He said, and when Jesus came down, the New Testament was created for the people of that time. Yeah. But Jesus is coming back again right in the ne- in the next five years, so hold on, uh, <laughs> yeah, Matthew and Andrew are already here preparing the way, really, oh, yeah, they've so been reborn with,
1: within the next five years yeah well I, I guess uh I guess it is a coming to Jesus moment,
2: yeah he know? said he said it's it's time for me to return yeah. and to write a third book. He gotcha. said, because I need to experience the world as it is now. Yeah. And to create a book for the for the people of this era. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Hey, let, let's move track a little bit. Uh let, let's uh, let's pivot, shall we say. Okay. And uh let's talk about the 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 ghostly world. Okay? <laughs> uh what are I mean, what are ghosts?
2: Ghosts are, you know, what happens is when you die, your soul is released from the physical body. And if you do not ascend completely to the to the light, if you stay like, say, you know, there's a husband. I want to wait for my wife. You know, he dies. I want to wait for my wife. So he will stay in the physical world and wait for her. He it's his he can walk through the physical world without being seen if he chose to, or to be seen if he chose to. Mm-hmm. So basically it's your soul down here, mm-hmm. you know, that's walk, that's staying put, helping, or if you die traumatically, a lot of times you'll, if you die violently or traumatically, then suddenly you're, if you don't go into the light when it's projected, you know, like say you die
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you don't see the light, then you remain here in the physical world and you're stuck in a lot of them are stuck in that moment, the moment of their death, yeah. which is not a good thing. You know, I mean, you relive it over and over again. Or you're stuck with, I had a, when I was, I was called into a a case up in Legrand mm-hmm. and this couple had the house he says, there's creaking going on. He says, you know, there's things that are moved. We need to know what's going on. There's footsteps. So the minute I hit the driveway, I knew what was there. So I went into the house and went straight to this recliner that was in the living room. And I sat down and there was a gentleman sitting there. And we talked for a while. I always communicate telepathically. And he said that he, he had a heart attack. He died and then he went into what I would, if you were in a physical body, I would say you went into shock, you know, you pass out and then you wake up, everything goes black and then you wake up. Well, that's what basically what happened to him. He yeah. was in kind of a shock. And when he woke up, his son and daughter-in-law were there and they were talking about selling the house or renting the house. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, and then he realized that they couldn't hear him. Yeah. They couldn't see him.
3: Yeah.
2: And so he then he realized he was dead, but he didn't know how to get to the light.
3: Right, right. So
2: I told him, I said, you can go to the light. I said, he said, there were a lot of people that rented this house that didn't take care of it. Me and my wife took care of this house. He said, there was a lot of people that didn't. I said, well, what about the couple that's here now? He says, yes, they have respect for the house. They, they keep it up. They keep up the garden and everything. And I said, Well, then you should, then you need to go. I said, Because they're taking care of it. You know, it's well taken care of. I said, You can't live here anymore. I said, You have to go be with your wife and your parents. Mm -hmm. And I summoned his wife, and she came to the opening. I can create a white light portal for him. So I created it, and his wife was standing at the opening, and saying, "Come on, come on, Larry, come on!" And I'm like, <laughs> I said, "Yeah, run, do not walk."
3: Right, right. You know,
2: and so he left. But if he didn't know he's dead, you know,
3: yeah. and he'd
2: know how to get to the light.
3: Right. Sometimes
2: um, that happens as well. Uh, for
1: for for, uh, for instance, uh, when when you were clinically dead for uh, a couple minutes there. Uh, is there, a is there like the tunnel, you
2: know, the classic.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah?
2: there is. Yeah. And my grandma, I, I saw the light and I went into the light. It wasn't so much a tunnel. as just like a round, round, like a look like going into a mirror or something, right. uh, but it was all light and my grandparents were there and, and Michael was there and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, I guess each person would see it a little bit differently, but they can't, they told me right away, you know, this is not your time. Right. You need to go back. You know, right. this is, you got plenty of work to do. Something you, like you know, I June,
1: that. Something. Uh, you know, June, I, I wish everyone could talk to you because talking to you, it makes me uh, not apprehensive about dying.
2: Yeah, it doesn't hurt.
1: Because, you, know, <laughs> you know, we're always hardwired, you know. Oh well, it's God. the fear.
2: It's the right. fear of the unknown. Yeah. But I've been there, done, been there, done that it's like it doesn't bother me you know right. i know when my time is up and and i'll be glad to go i'm sure at that time 93 years old yeah okay
1: awesome hey, is there some ghosts that um that don't know they're dead
2: oh yeah there's a lot of them that you'll you'll find that in a lot of historical buildings mm. uh gettysburgs are find, oh, uh, yeah. find uh a find uh a fine example of it you mm. know they're still fighting the war You know, they're still you'll see them in these houses and they're haunted because the people's because some ghosts move on and they can see the passage of time. But other ghosts become stuck in their time period. So I don't care if this house is built in 1755 and it's 2020 and you've remodeled it. Okay, don't make no difference because they only ever see it as it was in 1755. Yeah. They do not see it as it is now. So that's why if you tear down a wall or put in a door, they'll walk right straight through it. Right. Because that's not how they see it.
1: Is it like a, for them, is it like a
2: time loop? I mean, forever well, fighting? No. It's, some, of, some of them are. Some of them are like forever doing what they were doing when they died. Yeah. You know, others are just... Going about their daily, you know, business like it's every day, and it's like, oh, okay, you know, I need to do the laundry today. And I need to cook some dinner, you know,
0: yeah. that sort
2: of thing. And it's they go about their business and without noticing anyone or anything. They they may not, and then nine times out of ten, they won't even notice the living. Yeah, you know? but if you come across one that, you know, that can interact, that's yeah. they choose to interact. They either choose to interact or not. It's entirely up to them. You cannot force them. You know, but if they're, if they don't ascend and they still stay in their physical world brain, so to speak, Mm. then if they were nasty in death, I mean, nasty in life, they're going to be nasty in death. You know, I've had, I've had to move on some that were that way. It's like, don't be an ass, you know, (laughs) because I'm going to move you. I'm going to move you on. (laughs) Don't be doing that. Uh, i was called in there for a children's theater and they they were saying they saw this seven foot shadow person and he was scaring the kids you know and they were they wanted it gone mm-hmm. so i went in there and i'm like really i'm looking at him i said because he tried to make me see him as a shadow person yeah. and i'm like uh you can't pull that shit on me <laughs> i said you know, so this is this is a short, fat, balding dude who never got who never got any respect in life, and she he was sure as hell going to get respect in death by right. showing himself as a shadow person. Stop. I'm like, you know, your ass is mine. You need you need to go. You need to go. Stop. So I sent so I sent him home.
3: Yeah, it's like Uh-oh. give me
2: a break.
1: That's great.
2: Well, Stop. I had this I had this guy down when I was in Astoria doing the mm-hmm. the, the ghost adventure one, mm-hmm. and we went into this bar that. Was is haunted and uh, I was talking to the ghost there and they thought he was a ship captain but he wasn't he was just one of the crew members he's like I said oh so you're the ghost he says no I'm not a ghost I'm a displaced individual <laughs> I'm like okay that's the first time I've had that one I like it I like it that's good
1: displaced individual
2: yeah, yeah. that's like of, that is it exciting. is I liked it I thought oh that's cool yeah I like that that's a good way of putting it hey do you mind if i use that yeah yeah he's like he's That's like amazing. and my girlfriend's over there and i said you know the other ghost was of a, a female yeah and he says i never did marry her i should have married her i'm like yeah you should have
1: man um explain a little bit uh about the process of moving somebody to the light uh it, whether they put up a fight or some
2: uh, some will try to go kicking and screaming yeah. And the only most of the time, if they're going kicking and screaming, it's because they're they're here in the physical world and they're causing problems.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: they're they're scaring people. They're harming people, you're scratching them, biting them or whatever, you know, or throwing things at them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't put up with that. And I tell them, you know, if you can change your ways, if you want to change, that's fine. You can stay. I said, But if you don't, I said, then you're you're going. And he's like, you can't make me go. I'm like, I look, I look at him and smile. I'm like, yes, I can. And then Ariel comes forward and he's, you know, and they're like, oh crap. You, right. know, yeah. you know, cause, cause she, she, they know who she is. So they, they're they like, they're fearful. So, yeah. so she just like, she puts them in an infinity orb, which is like, it's like, his, remember the, when you're a kid and, and you have those big wands that they blow the bubbles with, you know, mm-hmm. and they make these really big balls of, bubbles you know yeah so you you create an infinity orb out of pure white light energy and you put them inside it and you send it up to the to the light and Hmm. they go whether they want to or not
1: yeah um have you ever met like any uh famous entities ones that had just haven't you know crossed over yet
2: yeah i met i've met michael jackson
3: really left
2: yeah i met michael jackson when he left which is kind of interesting yeah that, and um who else did i meet uh i met may west oh, i met marina Dietrich. Yeah, yeah uh you know people like that are the interesting ones because all you have to do is think of them and they come and visit yeah they'll come and visit
1: mm. let's talk about michael for a moment
2: um one does
1: he know that he's passed away and, oh yeah yeah you know uh, does is there a reason why he hasn't moved over
2: oh he he's moved over but he's but i stopped. i visited i visited with him when he was on his way okay and prince was another one i visited with and i'm like really prince yeah. he says i knew how my death would take place he said i would die in the elevator if you listen to the lyrics of the song let's go crazy uh, I know. Yeah. Push yeah. the elevator, you know, push the button in the elevator, take go go to a higher floor. Yeah. So he knew how he was gonna die.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, June, the life you lead. Yeah, it's never great. a dull moment. Yeah. I told my husband, I said I said, listen, listen, it's never gonna be boring, dear. What can I say?
1: <laughs> right, buckle up.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Um, talk to me a little bit about the consultant work that you do. Can, well,
2: a- usually it's people will contact me if they're having problems with a negative entity that they either they can't get rid of or it's too strong for them to handle and then they'll connect with me and really all I need is I worked uh, quite a bit with a couple of Canadian groups up mm-hmm. in Canada but they'll send me a picture of the location or the individual and then I'll, I can do it remotely. I've I've removed them as far away as the Netherlands and Australia and China, wow. India. You, you, yeah, you. I can do it remotely. It's not a big deal, you know.
1: Um, before I before I let you go, I I gotta go uh, three sixty around and and talk about the animal communication.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I love I love the animals. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've I've always been so interested because I, I I have a German Shepherd, okay, and he is smart. Oh, yeah! Uh, I, I've often thought that he is two opposable thumbs away from ruling the world.
2: That's right? because he was a human in his
3: last lifetime. So, so, uh, <laughs> so people entities can
2: be human. Yeah. Um, people can come back as people can come back as animals, fish, or or a person. Maybe they got tired of being a being a person and it wasn't so cool. So they decided to come back as a dog or whatever. Yeah, you know, like right now I'm on. I have a Springer puppy that's seven months old yeah. and I lost, I lost my Springer oh. a year ago, August, oh. and she was 15 and she says, I'm coming back, mom, don't worry. <laughs> so I found her again. This is her fourth incarnation with me. Oh, wow. She's always come back as a Springer yeah. and I always know, I always know where she is. I always find her. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, I hear animals, I communicate with animals. Like I communicate with people. It's a regular conversation. You know, I don't. Some people get like emotions. Some people get pictures. Some people get movies, feelings, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
2: get a full on conversation. And once they get over the fact that they can understand me and hear me, <laughs> then it's like then it's on like any more beef. And I'm tired of sleeping on the sofa. You
1: know? <laughs> right. I had uh, our family here. We had a Springer for about uh, 13 years. I love mm. springers. One one day yeah. I will get myself a new springer. Uh oh, yeah. but I've often wondered what <laughs> what humans what animals think of humans, you know? Uh oh,
2: it, it, it it depends. You know, it's if they if they're with you for any length of time. Like my first springer was Susie and she had been with me in other lifetimes. Yeah. So it's not like I, you know, we weren't together before. Mm -hmm. but you know it's like it's all about finding each other in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and then having you know being taken care of and you know it's a a two-way street you take care of them they take care of you right they give you all the love in the world you know and she's and when she decided to come back again i was happy you know she came back as a my springer babe then she came back as sarah now she's back as cleo
1: oh that's awesome
2: and my two, uh, my two Dobermans are back as my pit bulls.
1: Bye, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always, because uh, people, oh, you know, one of the eternal questions, you know, do pets live on or is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I've always thought, yeah, I, yeah. I, I believe that, I mean, because they're so sentient. And oh, yeah. That,
2: they are closer to God than we are because oh, they bet. because they don't have the baggage we got. Look at us. We bring when we die, we like fight it tooth and nail because we got all this baggage, we got all these hang ups. And they're like, I'm out of here. The other side, you know?
3: Right. It's
2: not a big deal.
1: So you you can come back as many times as you want, or is Mm -hmm. there a time like like it with uh Buddha, you know, you've reached nirvana, you're pretty
2: yeah no you can come back as many times as you want and it's up to you whether you choose to or not if you want to stay on the other side you stay on the other side it's not a big deal gotcha yeah
1: um some of your past lives uh a have you been famous or b uh have you been
3: around somebody who's been famous or
2: more like infamous (laughs) <laughs> right. none of my lifetimes before this one have ended well i've been oh, burned boy. at the stake i've been hung i've been strangled you mm-hmm. know little things like that they've no ended well
3: oh. but
2: you know this is the first lifetime when i'm actually going to go to sleep and not wake up
1: very cool very cool yeah mm-hmm. I, I i would probably be the same way i'll be all right i've been strangled and everything can i just die yeah, in my I'm, sleep?
2: Tar- I'm tired of that crap you know just <laughs> give me a, a decent sure. death this time you know
1: right um uh, so I, I mean I I love the animal communication uh, and that really kind of jibes with uh, you know Native American American mm-hmm. lore you know of having spirit yeah. animals and spirit totems. That makes yeah. sense
2: my grandmother was it was Cherokee and Apache Indian, so excellent as well okay. as Irish. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I've always had an affinity too with. Uh, Native American, uh, sort of mythos and belief systems. Because, I mean, even before you know us Europeans showed up, right?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. they
1: they, uh, they always c- called the great spirit,
2: right? It's the same two- thing, yeah. Right. They know, they know, yeah, mm-hmm. because they're closer to the land, they're closer to the earth,
3: right? They're, you know,
2: they're they're more they're more uh, spiritual bound,
3: yeah. You know? Oh, most definitely. I know
2: one of my past one of my past lives, I was I was a uh. A shaman in training and it was back in Cherokee Nation and my name was Princess Flower Hmm. and I died rescuing children from a flood Uh so I drowned and that's the way it goes
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah you were doing something noble you know yeah that's incredible um june thank you so much i, I always love talking to you and i still got a billion questions left but we're gonna save that for another time next
2: time yeah next time
1: but uh yeah again thank you so much for coming on
2: yeah thanks for having me it's always good to talk to you
1: that was june lundgren demon seer hey check her out on her facebook page and her web page check out her books and check her out her appearances on tv and radio Alright, guys, we have some exciting new news. We will be live streaming on YouTube soon, so check that out. It should be great. We're gonna also do some live radio shows, right? I got a streaming server all ready to go, and we're gonna we're gonna do the midnight in midnight alchemy. Also, listen, guys, we have our voicemail. It's 971-205-2464. Leave a message, tell us how we're doing Guest ideas. Maybe you want to be a guest and just, you know, do everything except for uh, calling me a dork. That would be much appreciated. Hey, you can also email us at midnightalchemyshow at gmail.com. Midnightalchemyshow at gmail.com. All right, all you alchemists, I'm going to run off into the sunset and I will see you next time here on Midnight Alchemy, a Reaver Dare Show. Newsbox is a full-service streaming media company that brings you awesome shows like Coffee with Curmudgeons, The Portland Conversations, and Turning Left. Not only does Newsbox bring the entertainment, but they can also help with all your podcast needs. Ever thought that you wanted to do your own podcast? Well, Newsbox can help with that. We can help with content, presentation, and even a streaming media platform that can get your podcast a worldwide audience. You can reach them at www.newsbox.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Newsbox, Live Outside the Box.